Welcome to the Bloody Bizarre Podcast. This is episode 17. We're getting close to episode 20. We are. What are we doing at episode 20? At episode 20, we're taking a break. The end oh, of the se- Christmas. Okay, yeah. Season, well, end of season one. End of season. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought, yeah. I thought you were talking about something that I hadn't been briefed on. <laughs> I am making the decisions for this podcast now. <laughs> um, yeah, so when we get to episode 20, we're going to take a little break. It'll just be the end of year, end of season. Yeah, we might try and like plug the podcast a bit. and Yeah, but we'll be back um, in the new year as well. Maybe. Well, if we have a falling out. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I was I was trying to like threaten people. Like, oh, um, I see, I see, I see. Like you catch more flies with sticky. Yeah. With sticky. <laughs> yeah, that's not the same. Well, yeah. Flies don't necessarily like honey. They do. They land on sticky paper. They don't go. So what are we um, talking about today? Today, oh, do you want to do the like, listen, subscribe? Please rate, review, and subscribe. It really, it really helps us to like it. It bumps up the podcast. I think we're getting better with our audio quality. Our intros are still clunky as hell, but we're working on that. Emma's um, recommended that I get a notebook and start jotting things down because I often forget what we need to talk about at the start. You know, you could just do it yourself from time to time but that's really not my style that's not what people want from me mm, from yeah us. yeah that's okay. not why people listen right um content wise we've got some good ones we've got a little spreadsheet going oh yeah i filled out so many of mine and sarah has not yeah but i've got ideas i've got i've got a few written down i just need to actually put them in the spreadsheet you need to start using the spreadsheet i made it for a reason yeah i usually use it on my phone and it's weird on the phone get yourself a fucking laptop up one it just needs charging <laughs> no it's a shit piece of junk it's a working laptop it is it working is it working because just. i remember we tried to record it and it didn't it couldn't even download windows 11 it was so old <laughs> it's, it's just really chock-a-block with junk <laughs> it's not even that it's the whole thing in the, uh, don't get me started i'm pretty sure i had downloaded the sims onto it at one point oh my god <laughs> it's hanging on by a thread i hate it yeah um yeah so yeah that's it right where you subscribe <laughs> let me tell you about the story that i'm telling you about today okay today i'm talking about ada blackjack okay my sources are wikipedia correct also oceanwideexpeditions.com mentalfloss.com atlasobscura.com Ooh, i love atlas obscura yeah, yeah, yeah. i've got a proper yeah, no, I got it for you for Christmas. Oh, did you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I Rude. love that book. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you are well aware that this was a last-minute pivot for me. Yeah. Yeah, Emma messaged me on a random Wednesday and was like, I'm changing my story, and it's now Saturday. So, um, Wait, what was the other thing you were going to be doing? I was going to do the gunfight at the OK Corral. Are you still going to do that at some point? Possibly. It's just that it was like... There were so many things like, and then this person spoke to this person and this one said this one and these brothers and this brother. And it was just like, uh, and I was losing track and I had the facts right in front of me. And I was like, if I'm talking this through, without visuals, it's going to be confusing. We would especially be confused tonight because both of us are tired. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, well, I'm excited to hear about this one because I've never heard of it before. Okay. But also know that it was hurriedly researched. The and best. also kind of manically researched, I would say. The best kind. Yeah. Um, so apologies for anything that Dooney makes sense. And also the there was like limited information about her, so I've done my best. Okay. 
So today I'm taking you back to the early 1920s to Alaska. Fun. Tell you about the story of Ada Blackjack. Yeah, the, um, the flapper time period. Mm-hmm. Nice. I doubt there was that many. The flappers were really a big thing in this town in Alaska, though. Quite small the, town. The only flappers were the seals. Good one. A seals a, a thing in Alaska? That would be embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look it up. Ever heard of Ada Blackjack? No. No, I've right. never heard anything about her. Right. It's going to be news to you then. Hmm. <laughs> so... Ada Blackjack, Blackjack, sorry, was born Ada Delatuck in May 1898 in remote Inupiat settlement of Spruce Creek in Western Alaska. Spruce Creek? Spruce Creek. Um, just out of interest, I believe that that settlement is now, has a population of zero. Oh, it's yep. a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Love a ghost town. Uh, the Inupiats are a group of Alaskan natives, the majority of whom live in Alaska. The correct term? It was written everywhere. Inuits was also written everywhere, and I did look that up, and that is the correct term. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, know. I don't yeah. know. I did I did, I did. did look it up, yeah. did my best to, you know, remain culturally sensitive, so I would love to know if I'm wrong for future reference. Yeah. Um, so when Ada was eight years old, her father died of food poisoning. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, what for- a way to go. Yeah, yeah, I know. I have felt like I was going to die before when I've had food poisoning, but I didn't really think it was... You didn't actually die. Yeah, I mean, I got through it. (laughs) If you'd believe it. (laughs) I mean, like, I've been doubled over on the toilet, vomiting and shitting at the same time. Yeah. And thought to myself, like... This is it. This, Yeah. I'm a... How can I experience this and live? (laughs) (laughs) How can one live through such a thing? (laughs) Well, her dad didn't, so. <laughs> so be sensitive. Yeah, please. <laughs> he um, packed up till he croaked. Following this, her mother sent her and her sister Rita to a Methodist mission school in Nome, Alaska. At this school, Ada was taught by missionaries how to speak English well enough to read the Bible, how to sew, how to cook white people food. Was not, however, taught how to um, survive like her uh, ancestors did because these were, you know, white missionaries that just taught her some para, some parallels to um some things that happened here in australia <laughs> yeah yeah in the missions yeah mm. yep correct so at the age of 16 ada married a dog sled driver and a former hunter named jack blackjack oh what a name what a name right jack blackjack so following this the t- the two moved to seaward or seward peninsula Seaward sounds nicer. It's only got one E though. Whatever. And Ada gave birth to three children with Jack, but only one of them survived infancy. So I think it's probably um, a sign of the uh, poverty that the town lived in and like, you know, the um, amenity that was available. And I mean, her dad died of food poisoning. So yeah, kind of says a lot. Yeah. And this is, you know, in the 1920s. So it, oh, sorry. That was 1898 that she was born, and at eight her father died of... So in the 1900s, her dad died of food poisoning. I don't know how common that was, but whatever. Mm. Um, So, yeah, only one of her children survived. Now, Jack Blackjack, very cool name, not such a cool guy. Mm. He was an abusive man, and he would regularly beat Ada. Eventually, Jack deserted Ada and their son, Bennett. Bennett Blackjack. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Ben Blackjack. 
Benny Blackjack. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So while Ada was dependent on Jack financially, she saw this departure as an opportunity and she escaped. She obtained a divorce before Jack returned. Oh, good on her. And she walked 40 miles or 64 kilometers, which is like walking from Perth to Mandurah or thereabouts, ending up back in Nome where her mother was living. She made this trek with her five-year-old tuberculous-ridden son Bennett in tow. Oh, my God. When Bennett couldn't walk anymore, she carried him. And this is in Alaska, snowy, 40 miles. Oh, my God. Walked it. So we're kind of getting an idea of the type of woman that Ada was. Yeah, yeah. Strong as hell. Strong as hell. So in order to make money, Ada cleaned houses and sewed clothes, but she was still unable to afford her son's tuberculosis treatment. As a result, Ada was forced to place Bennett in a care home that was able to better treat her son's illness. Yeah. But she was committed to making enough money to support her son and to get him back. That's all she cared about. Now, the Nome police chief, E.R. Jordan, was familiar with Ada and her situation. And so he mentioned to her that there was this expedition coming up and they were looking to recruit an Alaska native seamstress who spoke English to an Arctic expedition across the Chukchi Sea to a place called Wrangell Island. The police chief thought that Ada's sewing skills and her excellent English would make her an asset to the voyage as they also needed someone to sew their fur clothing. So at the age of 23, desperate to make some money, Ada agreed and applied and was accepted. She did, however, have some reservations. A lone woman heading out with four strangers certainly gave her pause, but the money was pretty unheard of in the town. So it was $50 a month, which in today's money would be around $850. A month? Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound like a lot, but um, for someone who can barely afford, someone who's living below the poverty line, um, is just making men- ends meet by sewing clothes, getting I mean, a few dollars. That's still below the poverty line, even today. I know, but that's it's unheard of for that town and that time. I think also maybe things were cheaper then. <laughs> Economics. <laughs> Ever heard of them? Ever heard of it? <laughs> this so this money would be enough for her to pay for Bennett's treatment and to live on. Okay. Telling you what they tell me. Okay. <laughs> or, I'm like a Sherry Swillen. <laughs> yeah. It's one banana, Michael. How much could it cost? Ten dollars. So also in exchange for her one year contract, she was guaranteed food, shelter, and exemption from the hard, arduous work expected from the men on the trip. Now, this expedition was funded by Wilhelmjur Stefansen, who believed that the Arctic could be habitable for those willing to adapt. <laughs> Got news for you, Wilhelm. <laughs> what wasn't his name? What was his name? Wilhelmje. 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 Whatever. <laughs> Stephenson. Yeah. Um, Stephenson would not be accompanying his explorers, though, uh, as he was remaining behind to fundraise for a separate exploration mission he was planning. So he was like, you guys go, I'm going to wait here. Yeah, it's not because I'm scared. No, no, no. I promise you it's, it's so habitable. You just got to adapt a little bit. Yeah, it's not because I don't like it and I don't want to. It's not because it's going to be cold and uncomfortable. Yeah. No, 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 no. So Stephenson ended up handpicking five explorers for the year-long mission, right? It's just a year-long mission, whatever. She's going to make a shit ton of money. Uh, based on their – so he handpicked these, these fellas and this lady – Based on their expertise and previous experience, however, I also read that this group of men was, quote, 
ill-equipped and fatally inexperienced. <laughs> oh, good job. Yeah. Whatever your name nice is. Nice one, Stephenson. Yeah. Stephenson. Uh, of the settlers, one was European Canadian and three were European American. And of course there was Ada and the ages of the crew ranged from 19 to 28. Oh, very young. As very well. young crew. Yes. The expedition was led by Canadian explorer, Alan Crawford. The three Americans were Lorne Knight, Milton Gale and Fred Mora. Ada Blackjack was officially hired as a cook and a seamstress and she was actually misled to believe that there were, that she would be one of many Alaskan natives to join the crew, but shortly before departure, the other native Alaskan crew members had pulled out. They were like, where are we going for a full year? And how much are you giving me? <laughs> no, thanks. I'm out. Respectfully, yeah. I decline. Yeah. They also had with them a little cat. Cute. You said that you wanted to read about a little cat. Her name was Victoria, and she was adorable do you want to see a photo of her yes whose cat was she oh my god she's look got her. a little missing ear and look at her little face oh we'll post this photo she looks a little bit taxidermied yeah she does <laughs> is she that does. just how she looks i think that's just how old-timey cats look okay she's very much alive not now not today oh my god she's <laughs> long dead oh my god <laughs> she's so dead now um so i would be terrified if she was still alive <laughs> salem she'd be like that shark you know yeah. that shark that's like, like 300 a thousand years old yeah. um <laughs> somebody commented they're like she looks she it. looks it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so rude <laughs> respect her um so this little cat victoria was um called vic for short so Stephenson was well known for his exploration during the time and it was suggested that he was able to capitalise on this kind of celebrité to convince this crew to go along with it. Celebrité. <laughs> <laughs> of Stephenson's expedition, it's been described as, quote, at best an ill-conceived venture, at worst it was wil- a willfully negligent act of astonishing hubris. Yeah. It's. It seems like it's like some rich guy that's like. Patchy. Yeah, patchy shush. Patchy. Patch. Um. It sounds like it's some rich guy who's got more money than sense, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, this will be interesting. I'll just send some people out there. They'll be fine." Yeah. 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 So on the fifteenth of September, nineteen twenty-one, the team set sail and were dropped on on Wrangell Island, which is north of Siberia, to claim the island. So he wanted to claim the island for uh, either Canada or the UK. Did he know that there weren't people there? Or was he just assuming that there weren't people there? There weren't people inhabiting the island. So um, he sent them there and he gave them six months' worth of food. Weren't they going to be gone for a year? They were. So he gives them six months' worth of food and he goes, oh, and also there's um, there's heaps of easy-to-catch Arctic game on the island. Didn't he just give them a full year's worth? Also because there was um, a, a resupply ship coming in six months' time. Okay. But, you know, you'd think you'd still give them a year and then you'd go and, look, I'll come back in six months. Maybe and... they didn't. They weren't able to carry that much. Whatever. So when they landed, Ada was concerned that the island was much bigger than Stephenson had described and it seemed far more barren. Uh, in her diary, Ada wrote the following, quote, I thought at first that I would turn back, but I decided it wouldn't be fair to the boys. Aww. Ada walked down to the beach uh, watching the ship leave and she had to turn her, her head away from the men so they wouldn't see her cry. She was well aware that she might never see her son, um, her son again. 
So she, like immediately she immediately was like, she this, knew, is fucked. this is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then she got to work. So the first few months on the island seemed to be going well. The men hunted and tended to the sled dogs. Cute. So they had the cat and the dogs. Yeah. Ada repaired their clothes, helped out where she could. Game was not abundant, as Stephenson had said, uh, but the crew did manage to stay fed with what they could find, and um, they remained in relative comfort. So as summer ended, the plan was... Oh, no. So this, they've only been there through summer. Yeah. An island off Siberia. Off the north of Siberia. Um, so the uh, summer was ending. The plan was for a resupply ship to head back out to the island to provide the crew with what they needed, as I said. But metre-thick ice had formed on the water. Uh, and this was enough to crush the hull and it made the voyage impassable. Near Siberia, ice. Yeah, who would have thought? Stephenson, you bitch. So back on the island. You dumb bitch. Back on the island, the game vanished. No more game. Um, and temperatures began to fucking plummet. Uh, Stephenson was unable to afford a relief ship. What? And so he applies to the Canadian government. He's like, hey, I, I left some people here. And look, our, our relief ship can't make it. Can we? Can you give us some money so that we can get a bigger one to make can it Can you go get them? Can Help me. Help, help them. Help yeah. me help them. Uh, and it was approved, but it was approved in August, and it was too far into the cold weather to send the ship north with the ice thickness. The crew would now need to last at least another year on the supplies that had barely lasted in the summer. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. By January t- 1923, almost a full year, the crew were starving. But they, still were, alive, they were alive? But they're starving. The rations ran out. The team they was have up. to kill the dogs. I'm assuming the dogs are already dead. I don't hear about them again until that. Like, I've already mentioned them. That's the first and last time I mentioned them. They had to eat them. I would say so. They were unable to hunt enough game on the island to survive. And for reference, the temperatures in January held around minus 48 degrees Celsius or minus 56 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, my God. I can't can't even imagine it. No. When we're in Chicago, what was it? Minus one? Minus two? Uh, It was around that because it was snowing, yeah. And it was the coldest I had ever experienced. Yeah. And I thought I was going to so have a little panic attack. I thought I was going to have a panic attack yeah. because of how cold it was. I cannot even. 48. Minus 48. 48 degrees colder than that. Yep. You just wouldn't even, like, how would you even breathe? I don't know. I told you when I stepped off the plane in Chicago, it was minus 25 and I breathed in and had a panic attack because I felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it just feels like you like. You're seizing up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, Lorne Knight, he's one of the Americans on the trip, he becomes ill with scurvy. Seeing the declining situation that's occurring, three of the men decided they're going to cross the 90-mile Chukchi Sea, which at this point was frozen. 90 miles, what's that in kilometres? I don't know. It's not a huge distance. So remember, she walked 40 miles, which was like 65 k's. So let's double that and say um, 80 miles would be like 100 and something kilometres. 144 kilometres. Okay. So that's like from uh, from um, here to Mandra to back to Perth and then a little bit north. So it's doable. I guess. Certainly doable, but remember it's minus 48 and this is a frozen sea, so there's nothing around. They're starving. So... Knight was so ill he was unable to leave 
And so Ada stays back with him and cares for him. And in January 1923, Alan Crawford, Milton Gale and Fred Moore are set off, leaving Ada Blackjack and Lorne Knight on the island. Okay. And Vic, the cat, Victoria, the cat. She's on the island too. How is she still alive? I don't know. Like you can't put her in a jacket and stuff. I don't know how they haven't eaten her. You can put her in a jacket. You can put her down your jacket and then she warms you and you warm her, which I think is so lovely to think about. Yeah. Um, so Ada becomes Knight's full-time carer along with tending to all the other tasks that the three men had left behind. Despite this, Knight would berate Ada for anything and everything. Oh, what? She became the target for his rage, his feelings of emasculation, and his helplessness. I'm like, you can fucking die then. Mm-hmm. He said she was not caring for him good enough, and even said that her husband had been right to abuse and abandon her, and that it was no wonder her children had died due to her incompetence. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. At this point, I'm sorry, but you can just sit here and freeze to death. He believed that Ada was... Sir. Yeah, Mr. Knight. He believed that Ada was trying to kill him steadily by starving him, despite the fact that Ada always gave him most of the game she managed to hunt and all the best cups of meat. She was like, I'm starving too, you dickhead. Not only that, Ada made a bed of oatmeal sacks for Knight to lie on so that she could rotate them to prevent him developing bed sores. She would also put warm bags of sand on his feet to prevent frostbite. (sighs) About her treatment from Knight, Ada wrote the following in her diary. And I like this. He never stop and think about how much it's hard for women to take four men's place to woodwork and to hunt for something to eat for him and to do waiting to his bed and to take the shit out for him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fucking dick. Yeah. So you'll love this. Lorne Knight succumbed to his illness. (laughs) (laughs) Dying in June of 1923. Damn. You love to hear it. Yeah. (laughs) You love to hear it. There was no sign of the three men who had left uh, uh, half a year earlier, which meant that Ada was alone on the island with Victoria. Victoria the cat. Oh, my God. The beautiful cat. So Just two gals. Just two gals living it up in minus 48 On a degrees. deserted island. Yeah. You've, you've spoken before about how you'd like to live on a deserted island for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, not an icy one. So Ada recorded Lorne Knight's death on this um, old typewriter that the men had left, and then she resolved to survive to see Bennett again. Oh. It was too weak to bury Knight, so she stacked boxes around his body and left him in his bedroll, and she moved herself into the storage tent so she wasn't sleeping next to a dead body. Mm-hmm. She crafted a gun rack for her rifle, which she kept above her bed in case of an approaching polar bear because she was deathly scared of polar bears so she accepted this mission knowing that she might see them and she was terrified of polar bears so she crafts this gun rack um and then she spent the next few months practicing shooting birds trapping foxes um, and crafting various items out of canvas skins and driftwood she even built a raised platform to view polar bears from a distance she's very industrious she's learning things she's doing okay The conditions on the island were bad, though, obviously. Uh, Extreme cold and lack of resources were the major issues. But amazingly, Blackjack taught herself how to do everything the crew was unable to do to survive. So where they failed, she thrived. Wow. She worked out how to use the crew photography gear and would also take photos of herself around camp throughout this time. So the selfies of her. Oh, my God. I'm going to show you a few at the end. Yeah. 
Ada used her diary to record her thoughts and struggles during this time and at one point she even drafted a will in case she didn't survive yeah. and the will she basically says i want most of the money to go to bennett she also says she um that her sister gets bennett if she dies um yeah so despite all the conditions on the island ada did survive wow she was rescued in august of 1923 by a former colleague of stephenson harold noyce 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 it's spelled like noise as well. Yeah. Uh, aboard a rescue vessel named the Donaldson. Oh, so they finally got a rescue vessel out there. Yep. At this point, she's been on the island for two years. <gasps> oh, my God. Ada met the ship on the beach wearing a reindeer jacket she'd sewn herself and a big smile on her gaunt face. I was going to say, they, like, if they hadn't shown up, she would have kept living. So, she would have just lived. She showed the men on the ship around her camp and they were so impressed. They said that she and Vic could have survived another year on their own at least. Yeah, more than that. She she would have just... So Vic's alive too. Victoria, the cat, is she's, alive still. She's kept the cat alive. She's kept the cat alive. God. Ada dismissed their praise, however, and insisted she was just another mother who wanted to see her child again. Oh. Wow. So Ada returned home with Victoria. Oh, my God. <laughs> And was reunited with her son. I love Stop it. I'm just imagining her and Victoria and Bennett, like, just yeah. living and, like, in front of a nice warm fireplace. So that's what I love thinking about. I love thinking about Victoria curled up in front of a fire, warm for once in her life. Yeah. Yeah. And Ada, of course, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so her story went viral. 1920s. In viral. the 1920s. She was immediately hounded by the press to sell her story or give interviews. Her return was initially met with admiration, but it didn't take long for some to try and take her down, obviously. Because she's a woman. You know, the man trying to take down a strong woman once again. (laughs) One of the men who had actually rescued her leveled accusations of negligence against her. He claimed that Ada had let Lorne Knight die. And to prove it, he ripped out the pages in her diary that proved the opposite. Um, well, again, the absence of evidence. <laughs> this is going back to last week, is not evidence. So his deceit was uncovered and he was forced to apologise. Good. Yeah. But he did, you know, not for lack of trying. Imagine picking her up on that island and then going, I'm going to fuck this girl over. Yeah. Well, that's, that's misogynist. It's yeah. a woman, so... Yeah. Another piece of shit, Stephenson. Remember old Stephenson? Is he one of the... Oh, the that, oh. The, uh, yeah, the, the beginning, the one that paid for it all. And yeah, Heidel, what's his name? Heidel, Verden. Yeah, Bill uh, Stephenson. Wilhelm. Yeah. <laughs> um, he paid Ada less than she was promised. After all of this? All of this. Oh, my God. It was still enough to take her son Bennett to Seattle to cure his tuberculosis, though. So. Better have been. Yeah. So... Always the shithead. Stephenson also wrote a book about Ada um, and he titled it The Adventure of Wrangell Island, the profits of which Ada saw none of. (laughs) (laughs) The men that left to find, the men that left to find help were never seen again. So it's believed that they froze to death out in the ice and then when the ice melted, they just washed away. One of the more annoying facts of this case is that if Stephenson had done even a cursory research on Wrangell Island, he would have found that the, um, this is the island that he wanted to claim. Yeah. He would have found that the Russians had already claimed the island. 
So even if the crew had survived, deemed it habitable, there would have been no claim to it. Oh my God, this guy is such a fucking idiot. Those men died for nothing. Ada endured that for nothing. Victoria endured that for nothing. I, I was going to leave out the end of this story because it is not, it's like not super happy, but you know, I'm going to tell you it. Yeah. I Despite know. her newfound fame, Ada did not make much money off the incident except for her expedition salary and a few hundred dollars that she'd earned for the furs that she'd trapped on Wrangell. Uh, Blackjack did not benefit from her ordeal and received no compensation from the books that were written about her. She was in and out of poverty the rest of her life. Um, and her son Bennett never regained full health. Okay. Um, Ada remarried and had another son, Billy. Uh, Bennett died in 1972 at the age of 58 and Ada died 10 years later at the age of 85 in 1982. Wow. Yeah. She did live a full life. Yeah. Um, and she died in a state retirement facility. And she's now buried in Anchorage, Alaska. Not much is known about Billy, her other son, but he is quoted as saying Ada was a loving mother and one of the greatest heroines of Arctic exploration. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe that she's not... Like, how have we never heard of her before? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, that's the story, pretty much, of Ada Blackjack, referred to by some newspapers as the female Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. And a tough little cat named Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) Were you just like, you weren't going to do it, and then you were like, oh. but I was going to do it, and then I found out about the cat, and I was like, I'm fucking doing it. (laughs) So let me show you some pictures. So obviously that's... um, the cap sorry that's the captain there and that's victoria obviously the i love her little face her little ears really cute she looks cold yeah so that's their camp barren yeah nothing around nothing around that's the crew also like some hotties in the crew and look at little vic little vicks on his lap too Uh, yes but i know that one of them's an asshole which makes me like not like any of them because it's one of them yeah Oh, look at her little boy. Yeah, yeah, scroll down. That's that's Ada and um, Bennett. Oh, he's a very They're cute, cute little they? boy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the story of Ada Blackjack and Amazing. Victoria. <laughs> you don't have to keep adding Victoria. I think I do. It's about Ada. I think I do. Um, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, good story. Huh? I love that so much. Yeah. I mean, I hate it. It makes me angry. Yeah. It makes me angry. Like, the last one made me angry. Sure. Um, um, what a heroine. Yeah. More, and the cat. more people should know about that. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It's, amazing. Um, it's a, um, it's hiring for humans and cats alike. <laughs> <laughs> so a short one this week, but I wanted to say it. I wanted to tell it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. All right. Well, um, if you enjoyed that one, if you enjoyed any of our other ones, <laughs> <laughs> all the other ones that exist, <laughs> so many other ones um please rate review and subscribe and follow us on all the stuff and we don't know what we're doing next week i know what i'm doing next week i know what you're doing next week so you're doing do you want me to tell in case you decide to pivot you can cut it if you want to you're doing cordyceps yeah do you know i i did look into this and i was like i don't know if i've got enough material for a full all right well you can always pivot yeah and the week after that i'm doing a true crime one that is fucked up okay all right and then after that it's our last episode uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Our oh, christmas special so we'll, there'll be two after that again so your one and my one and mine comes out on christmas day by the way nice. yeah all right all right thanks everyone for listening 
telling your friends, for liking. I noticed that we have um, a number of rev- a number of yeah reviews on Spotify now. What really? Not word reviews, just stars. Are there any bad ones? Uh, no, it's obviously all our friends, but, <laughs> but we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, ten. Ten. <gasps> ten reviews. Wow. Thanks, guys. If you haven't done that yet, please go and do that. But only if it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.